welcome back everyone to the Bitchopedia podcast. I'm your host Dahlia and today's episode is all about facing and embracing fear. Fear has been the biggest struggle on my plate by far for the last several weeks. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know I've had this injury. I'm still, I still haven't gotten any answers Um, and that's created a lot of fear for me, a lot of root chakra issues, which is like the home stability, fear, all those things, you know, just survival mode essentially. And that's where I've been in that survival mode because through the month of February, I kept saying, you know, I I know that I can make it through February. And then when March comes, I'm going to have to give it to the universe. (laughs) So... I said that I was being brave, and of course I was. I'm not taking away any of the progress that I made, but I thought that it was brave before, but realistically, I knew I was going to be able to make it through money-wise, bill-wise. I was going to be able to make it through February, but then when March came, it was that pressure of the date. I knew March 5th was the last day that I could pay rent before it was late. So I had that date in my mind and I was trying not to focus on it too much because the universe works in its own timing, right? That's a limiting belief that we have that the universe is limited to our time frame. And that's not the case. So I've been trying to work on present moment, but again, it's very difficult and I don't want to come on here and pretend that I've got everything figured out. I feel like I do a pretty good job of being like, I don't actually know what the fuck's going on. But I want to tell you what the way I'm handling it and be completely honest with you guys. Like I was not, I have not been handling it. Um, I mean, I've handled it the best I could, I guess. But there's been a lot of anxiety around it and a lot of fear, like a lot of fear to the point where I'm just uncomfortable all the time. I was talking to a friend earlier and she's kind of experiencing the same thing and it feels like my skin is sandpaper. But the sandpaper, the rough part is on the inside of my body. Does that make sense? So it's just uncomfortable. I'm just uncomfortable. And I had the realization this morning when I was going on a little walk because I'm still trying to I'm I say I'm rehabilitating the leg. I might be pushing it too hard, but that's its own separate issue. But I was on a walk And I kept thinking, you know, if I'm uncomfortable, that's a good thing. Because when you sit in the discomfort, not sit in the discomfort, but when you're able to hold space for the discomfort, that is where the growth happens in the uncomfortable positions. And there's a difference, and this is an important distinction, there's a difference between sitting in your discomfort and just not making changes because you're afraid to and sitting in discomfort whereas what I'm trying to do is I'm doing things that make me uncomfortable every day but I know that they are in alignment with my highest self with the version of myself that I want to be so showing up online for example has been a big thing for me and I've struggled with that from you know, the whole time I've had TikTok, essentially, and there's this pressure, if any of you create on TikTok or any social media platform, but especially TikTok, because of the algorithm, there's a lot of pressure to post, you want to get higher numbers, you want to get higher engagement, all those things, you feel like the the higher the numbers you get, the more success you have, right? The higher the likes, there's some sort of link between better numbers and success. And it's not, that's not completely unfounded. You know, there are a lot of reasons why maximum exposure would 
be good for you. And those are the things that I am trying to chase, right? So that if I, because obviously that the chance of me being seen is higher if I'm posting more and showing up on more people's timelines, right? Or the odds of me being seen by the right person. And that's what it felt like. But I kind of checked in and realized that was a limiting belief. And it doesn't take me being seen by a million people for the one person who needs to find me to find me. And even so, it was more, that was kind of outside of, or rather it was more focused on myself rather than outside of me. So I wasn't doing it to try to reach people to change their lives, right? The initial idea was that I want to help people and I want to impact people and all these things. And then not on purpose, but subconsciously you start panicking and thinking, I need to get out, I need to do this. And then it kind of evolves into this egoic state of like, I need to be seen. I need to do this. And it shifted. The The reason that I was doing it kind of shifted from wanting to help people and connect with people to I need to do this because I need to pay my bills. And that is scarcity mindset. That's very root chakra trauma, right? So I'm not blaming myself and I don't want to judge it or shame myself for having these feelings because that was a mistake that I made within, and this is all recent, you know, this is just something that I've kind of been working through, especially this week, because I did feel that discomfort of like, I didn't know where to put my discomfort. And I kept looking for something and I I noticed some of my habits kind of slipping back. I was spending a little more time on social media and it was under the guise that, you know, I'm, I'm posting on TikTok. I'm trying to do these. I'm trying to get my name out there. I want to sell my course. I want to do these things, which is all totally true. But because I was on there, there was a lot of extra time that was spent just swiping because that's how TikTok is. I mean, you know, it's so easy to just start you know, swiping through watching videos and then you look up and you're like, oh my God, it's been an hour. Like I just doom scrolled for an hour or got distracted for an hour. And I caught myself doing that a lot of feeling that discomfort and wanting to do the things that I would have done, the old habits that I would have done before. And it scared me, but I wanted to make sure that I wasn't backsliding and I felt this sense of I had lost progress and that's not true. That's not true, but that's what I kept feeling like was I have lost all of the progress that I made and now I'm backsliding because now I can't walk. I've lost all of my, I kept thinking, you know, with yoga that I'm going to go back and I'm not going to be able to do any of the things that I did before. I'm not going to be able to straight. I'm not going to have the same range or mobility that I had before And, you know, my podcast, if I fall behind a week, it's like, well, you must not even want this. And those voices started up in my head that was like, you have lost all of your progress. But then I watched, it's Where the Crawdads Sing. I read the book and fantastic book. The movie was also really, really good. But there was a scene where Tate is talking to the main character and he tells her that she's, he teaches her how to read And she finishes reading the sentence and he says, now you can read. There's never going to be another day that you can't read ever. And something about that made me feel really at peace, honestly, because permanent change doesn't seem realistic to me, right? Because I've always in the past self-sabotaged, not always, but nearly always, 
when it comes to big moments of big success, I am the only one who has ever stood in my way and I did it regularly. So this time I didn't do that. And I told myself, I set the intention, I am not going to be the thing that stops me. That's ridiculous. And it's not fair to myself to be the one that stands in my way when no one else is going to, (laughs) right? So permanent change seemed unlikely to me because normally when things would start getting good, I would bail. I would self-sabotage and bail and think because I had this feeling of low self-worth or that I needed to earn it, that I didn't deserve good things to happen to me. Whenever good things would happen to me, I would panic and want them to go away because it's uncomfortable. It's new. That is not the experience that I am familiar with. So dating someone who treats me the way that they're supposed to treat me scares me. When someone is nice to me, this, I mean, this happened recently. I had someone who was being so kind and everything that you know, that you would want in a partner and immediately I wanted to go back to the person who was like toxic for me. Like truly my urge in my body was like, I need to call him the toxic guy. And like why I observed it. I noticed it as it was happening. I was like, why do you think like why? And it's because I was looking for the validation of my fears that I act, that I actually am worthless, that I actually am not worth dating, that I'm too much to deal with. You know, all of those mean thoughts that I have about myself, I can validate those if I go spend time with this man who doesn't care about me. Because then when I leave and he doesn't text me, I can be like, yeah, obviously, he's not going to text you back. You're worthless, you know, and that's how it happens. And that's a really extreme example, but that's just me being completely honest and completely honest with you. Because that's one of the things I'm working on right now is showing up authentically. And that's been my biggest fear is like, I'm going to take this leap of faith and really show up. And I stopped trying, or I tried to stop thinking about posting what people wanted to see and saying the things that people wanted to see and holding back any of my stories because I felt like they weren't important. I wanted to stop that because... I have I I have these stories inside of me and I have the desire to tell them and I have fought it the entire time all along the way I have fought the desire to show up for myself and to show up online and and tell stories and be creative and be an artist you know those are things that I thought that's for when I was that's for when I was a kid you know, that was something I liked to do when I was younger, but now it's time to grow up and have a serious career. You know, it's time to be an adult. That's the limiting belief that I had when it comes to pursuing my dream as a creative, you know, and not even anything specific. I just like to do anything that puts me in flow. And there are so many things that do that, whether it be painting or, um, you know, podcasting or making videos or making life courses or whatever it is, any of those things fill that same um, sense of purpose for me. And I struggled because when I was putting things too far outside of myself, I was doing things for other people and wanting to please the masses that I wasn't living authentically. Therefore, I wasn't attracting the people that I needed to attract. Because I wasn't being myself. So I made a TikTok. um, It was probably a week ago now. 
And normally the thought came to me and normally I would have kept driving. But that part of me that was like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to stand in my way. I'm not going to be the thing that stands in my way. That part of me came out and I pulled over and I recorded the video and I didn't think about it again after that. And I think right now it's honestly, I think it's outperformed anything numbers wise on my other TikTok. Um, and it was just, you could tell because it was authentic. It was something I was supposed to do that that got the numbers. I didn't do it for the numbers. You understand? And the numbers aren't necessarily important, but you see what I'm saying? There's a correlation between how receptive people are to your story, to your content and how authentically you show up. So I think that the reason that it happened was because I did the thing that I was supposed to be doing. And then what happened (laughs) was that pressure that I said I wasn't going to focus on. I wasn't going to focus on the numbers. I wasn't going to focus on the algorithm. All of that shifted back to, I felt myself, I did backslide in that area of me sliding back to thinking that numbers mattered and feeling that pressure to, to put things out and worrying that I would, you know, lose my good grace with the algorithm if I didn't post every day and I wanted to post twice a day, but I was like, you know, what if, what if the videos don't perform as well? If I just post less often, you know, and all the math is starting to get, and it was just, it's just overwhelming. And I get lost in that. And that's when I look down and it's like, it's been three hours and you're on TikTok or, you know, doing things that aren't productive and aren't actions that are in alignment with the ultimate goal. So I had to course correct. I had to get back on, but again, I'm not going to shame myself for that because it's going to happen and we're doing new things. It's just like they say, you know, when a baby learns to walk, you don't get mad at it because it falls. You're like, I'm going to get back up. I realize that. And there are moments when I have blocks and feel disconnected and, you know, I'm human (laughs) and working on giving myself grace has been a huge lesson, but I feel like I'm doing really well with that and acknowledging the fact that even though I was down and, you know, emotional and felt, terrible for a time period, I'm able to look back and think, you know, that was only two or three days. Normally, back in the back in the past, it would have been weeks, you know, months, maybe years that I would have stayed knocked down after facing all of the adversity and the struggles that I have faced. But I keep overcoming and I keep pushing forward because I know I'm closer to the end than I am to the beginning. There is no turning around. At this point, there is no option. And it's not because I'm going to go down on a sinking ship. It's just because I made contact with my dream. And I had those moments of living my dream where I really was in bliss. And I was doing the things that I wanted to do. The things that I felt like my soul was brought here to do. And I cannot sacrifice that again. And letting fear stand in my way, that's going to happen. Like, you're going to be afraid. It's totally okay. You know, you can't have courage without fear. That's what they say. And it's true because being afraid is a natural part of the process. It's how you respond to that and moving through that fear. Because everything that you want is on the other side of fear. When I went to New York, that was one of the most terrifying things for me. And that was a manifestation. I was so, so worried the whole time that things were going to fall through. I worried about the plane ticket. I worried about getting down there. I worried about this and the hotel and that. And things did happen. Don't get me wrong. Things did happen. But 
I still went and it was still fucking incredible. It was one of the best trips of my entire life. And I was scared shitless the whole time. The whole time. I was afraid of flying. Didn't matter. I got on the plane and I landed. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Sometimes we worry because it does. Fear does block your blessings. But only long term. You understand? There are going to be moments of fear. You can't worry because that starts the cycle of, you know, I'm afraid. Which means none of my manifestations are going to come in. And then I'm just more afraid. And I'm like, oh God, now they're really not going to come in. And then you just keep going and going and going. And things start building up until that's usually when I would self-sabotage. Because you convince yourself like, yeah, this is not going to happen. Because you've proven to yourself. Because you made the same choices, the same decisions that you did last time. So I'm trying to make the decision that feels right for me. And feels safe. um, As far as safe for me to make not being reckless you understand it's a safe decision even if it doesn't feel safe this is a safe decision me showing up on the internet I'm not gonna die you know (laughs) like rejection sucks doesn't feel safe but it is it's okay I'm not I'm not in any danger you understand so I'm trying to tell my inner child that as we move forward and the younger versions of myself that are like this is terrifying don't you remember the last time we did this and it ended really badly remember when we showed up as ourselves and we got rejected remember when you made that connection and you showed up you showed your true self and then he cheated on you remember when you tried to express yourself and you were told that you needed to sit down And not be spoken to. Or not speak unless you were spoken to. You know. Taking up space is difficult. And terrifying. And hard. But I am worth it. I I know that. Like I. The things that I have to bring. To the world. Are worth something. You know. They're worth me. Not. Sitting at home. And being comfortable. Because that feels better. Do you understand? It's worth me being uncomfortable. Because on the other side of that is is change. For not just me, but for everyone. For everyone involved. Not just for me, but for my family. Showing my son, you can do whatever you put your mind to. You know, being that example for your family and your friends. That changes things. Even in your immediate family. I don't have to go... On the internet, it's not about me going on the internet and, you know, impressing a bunch of people or changing people's lives. Because that was something I had too, was this like hero complex where I thought I needed to go and save the world. But it's more like if I will just show up as myself, that's when people change. And immediate family, like I was saying, immediate family and friends, those are the people. You change the people close to home and then they change the people around them. And it's just all of these connections that you make. It happens not because you're trying, but because you're being. And that is so difficult for me. The thing that seems the easiest to do is just to exist is the hardest thing for me. And I told my friend that today. She's like, yeah, because you're neurotic. (laughs) Welcome to me as a person. And I'm trying to work on it. But again, we're talking about 30 something years, 32 years of programming that I was ne- I never experienced complete freedom. 
So the idea of freedom, even though it's what I want more than anything in the the entire world, it fucking terrifies me. I feel like um, some of the limiting beliefs that I had were, I feel like if I get complete freedom, I'm not going to be able to handle it. You know, what if I fuck it up? What if I do something that just wrecks my life and not just mine, but someone else? You know, I have a kid, like I have to be responsible for him. Maybe I could just, I could just bartend and that's a sure thing. You know, (laughs) it's so tempting to stay in that sure thing, to stay in that safe zone. But I have at the top of my bathroom mirror, I have it written in Expo marker. What if fear is an indication that we are heading in the right direction? What if we used our fear as a compass to point us in the direction that we needed to go? Because if that's the case, that's what I'm doing right now. And if that's what I'm doing, then that means I'm being successful. I am a success. Like I don't need to achieve anything. There is nothing that is going to fulfill me an award or numbers, or any of those things, any recognition is not going to fulfill me. And I know that only because I thought for so long that it was going to, and then I kept trying and trying and trying, and it didn't matter. It doesn't matter how many times people tell me that I'm qualified, or I'm great, or that they like my artwork. It didn't matter. I wasn't living authentically. I wasn't living for myself. I was living for the validation of others. (laughs) Truly people-pleasing at the highest level, not just with family, but with this like invisible force. I don't just with whether it be strangers on the internet, like why am I trying? I don't even know these people. What is this pressure that I feel to perform a certain way? And who am I trying to please? You know, whereas if I will just show up as myself, the people who are in alignment with me are going to come to me. The people who resonate with me are going to come to me. I don't have to try to guess what people are going to like. I just have to show up as myself. And I have to use my fear to lead me in the right direction. Because if it terrifies me, it's probably what I should be doing. Because every time I step through that threshold of fear and I get to the other side, there's never been a time when I'm more fulfilled or more proud of myself or more happy. And it's not that we're chasing happiness because happy is an emotion and it is going to, it's going to be fleeting. It's not going to stay forever. So chasing that fulfillment, that thing that it doesn't matter whether I'm sad, even on the days that I'm sad, I still show up and I feel like I did everything that I could. I did what I was supposed to do. I shared and I showed up as myself and that's all I can do and I can lay down at night knowing that I did everything that I could, that I fulfilled my purpose for that day. And it doesn't have anything to do with numbers or sales, how many likes I get, any of those things, it doesn't matter. It's about living authentically and showing up as myself when I've been so afraid to do that and I've masked and I've (laughs) people-pleased until I didn't even know what I wanted And now I feel like I know what I want and it's the most rewarding and beautiful feeling. And that is the fulfillment that I'm talking about. Doesn't come from the numbers. (laughs) It will. Don't get me wrong. It's like a dopamine hit. You know, you're getting, 
your brain can't tell the difference between an internet interaction and a human interaction. So 50,000 people telling you how brilliant you are is definitely going to feel good, but it's not going to last. It's not going to last. And that's what I found with my last TikTok. Like I've already been through that game of, you know, the numbers and trying to please the algorithm. And this time I wanted to make different decisions. So I am. And of course I'm going to make Every now and then I'll slip up and make a decision that I made before, you know, and worry about the numbers and things like that. Of course I will. But it's going to get easier the more I allow myself to sit in that authenticity and make decisions that are in alignment because I I feel like they're my soul's calling, <laughs> you know. That's what's going to make me fulfilled. And checking in with my body and reminding myself this is what fear feels like has been a huge thing for me. When it comes up, you can feel it. You can Google the chart. I've got a couple of them. But you can Google a chart. Feelings in the body and look at images and you will see they light up the different areas of your body of where you feel emotions. So I will look and compare where am I feeling this to the emotion and then I sit with it, right? So fear you feel in your chest. It's almost like anxiety, but it's much more centralized like to your heart. So everything on the outside, the limbs, all that kind of go like numb and then really activated in the chest. That sinking heart feeling, you know, like when the police lights come on behind you, it's like, oh, and it goes right to your chest, that like clenching feeling. That's how it feels. So I, I noticed it and I said, that's what fear is. This is what it is. This is what it feels like. So just know that, but that's okay because fear is an indication that I'm heading in the right direction. So I sit with the feeling and I allow it. Allow yourself to be afraid. It is okay that you are afraid. It is not okay if you let your fear stop you. Right? So allowing ourselves that space to be uncomfortable and checking in with our bodies, knowing this is what fear feels like, but... All of my manifestations can still come in even if I'm afraid. The trip to New York still happened even though I was scared shitless the whole time. When I was terrified of becoming a mother and labor, I mean, it was a terrible experience. But at the end of it, (laughs) I had my kid, you know, like I, I was terrified, but it still happened. There had, there is a lot of proof in my life of the pattern of being afraid and then still coming out the other side of it better than I was before. So moving through the fear and speaking up even if your voice shakes, (laughs) showing up even if you're afraid, that is the trick. And the more you do it, the easier it gets. So start with something small. Don't start with anything. Like obviously don't go for something huge because then if you don't do it, you're going to feel like a failure. So just do something small that scares you. Something small, one small thing a day. That scares you. It could be anything. Make a list maybe. God, you know I love a list. <laughs> Make a list so that you can just like choose them. Or you know what one of my favorite things to do is? If I ever have to make a list, crumble them up on sheets of paper, put them in a jar, and then maybe you can draw it out of like a hat or a jar or something and pull it out. And then you'll have something like to do that scares you that day. And if you kind of make it a game, you know, maybe that will help. And again, the last thing is Sarah Blakely, the creator of Spanx. She tells a story about how her dad used to tell her and her siblings that he wanted them to have something weekly that they failed at. And she said that if they would sit down at the dinner table, he would say, okay, what did you guys fail at this week? And if they didn't have anything, they would get in trouble. So she said it's a nice way to reframe quote unquote failure 
So that's what I did. I started looking at it as anytime, like if I get on a live and there's not what I feel like is success, you know, not a lot of engagement would be what I would call, quote, a failure. So when it happened the other day, whereas normally I would have been really stressed out about it and be like, yeah, well, this is a failure. I was like, well, this is my thing that I failed at this week. Thank goodness I got something. And now I can do it every day. Like anytime a failure comes up, I'm like, thank goodness. (laughs) Thank goodness. Now I have something. Now I have a failure under my belt and I can move on. And reframing in that way has been life-changing, truly life-changing. So this is me encouraging you not just to face your fears, but to embrace it and just lean into it because it's not for no reason. The thing that scares you the most is the thing that you should be doing the most. The thing that is most important for you to do is the thing that is going to scare you the absolute most. So just know if you're uncomfortable, (laughs) you're in the right place. And I'm sending you all the love and support. We're going to get through it and we're going to get through it together. So always, as always, y'all can reach out to me. I'll put my link tree in the show notes so you can get in touch with me through email or social media, anything. Um, I'm always available as a resource to be a safe place for you guys. So thank you all so much for listening and we'll talk to you all next week. Bye.